Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today we thought we would talk about something that we hear from lots of people. In fact, sometimes we we all get in this situation as well. But have you ever told yourself, I will be happy when? Right? So I know, you know, a lot of us say those things. I've said that to myself at different points in my life as well, right? Whatever current situation you happen to be in, you think, you know, when I get that new job, when I when I make $100,000 a year, when I have that new relationship, then I will be happy. Have you ever said that to yourself? Oh, yeah, all the time. But here's what's so funny about that, right? If that was true, if those external things really made us happy, we would still have our very first toy and we would never want for anything else. <laughs> Right? Because every year at Christmas, what do we do? We sat down. This is for us. Old oh folks. my gosh, I got my new toy. I'm so happy. No, I'm s- never going to need anything else again in my life. Right. Or if, oh, I just want to go to Disneyland or whatever it is, you know, you wave your little arms and, and but that does not satisfy us, right? We need then the next thing to make us happy. And, you know, I have friends and clients and family members who have traveled, you know, moved around the world trying to find that happiness. They think if it's a different city or if it's a different relationship or if it's a different job, happiness, I believe, comes from inside us. Happiness is a choice. And Mm -hmm. if you're constantly waiting for that next external thing to, quote, make you happy or your partner to make you happy, it's never going to happen. You have to find a way to choose that for yourself. So we thought that would be an interesting conversation today. Yeah, because it's 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 interesting. I agree with you that the happiness is from the inside. It it has nothing to do with your external circumstances except for your perception of those circumstances that you're in. But happiness really is something that's internal. And yes, you might experience what you think are short-term happy bumps, if you will. I don't know if we, sure that's a term, right? You know. You get the new toy, you get the new car, you move to the new place. Well, there's going to be a little bit of a honeymoon period, right? Where obviously things are different. There's been some change. So you're going to feel a little bit differently. You might be kind of happy if you want to call it, you know, with the situation that you're in. But as soon as something changes, right, if you're not happy from the inside, then that doesn't last for very long. Right. And that's that's yep. why, like you said, you know, you've you've had friends that have literally moved all over the world. I'm sure that they, you know, oh, gosh, if I, well, when I moved to Japan, so they moved to Japan and oh, my gosh, Japan is beautiful. It's wonderful. And it is it's a wonderful place. Right. But after a couple months and they're probably like, man, there's a lot of people here. You know, and there's there's going to be something that isn't going to quite meet the expectations. And so then they're like, well, hey, let's move to Thailand. I don't know, right? So they move to Thailand, wherever it happens to be, right? And for a month or two, maybe they experience that same thing. But you can see how it starts coming into a cycle. Because when some new circumstance, when some new situation presents itself, that's not what you want, 
Yep. All of a sudden, we're like the little toddler and we start stomping our feet and saying, you gave me the wrong toy for Christmas. I knew that that's not the one I wanted. Right. <laughs> and then this year's catalog toddler, comes. My toddler impersonation. <laughs> that was really good. This year's catalog comes, but then it's the next shiny thing, right? I mean, it's the, it's the, the next better thing, the next different thing. Uh, it's people who are, you know, serial monogamists. I was one of those myself, you know, it's like, oh, I'd kind of run, let that run and I'd go to the next one. And I'd kind of let that run and I'd go to the next one. You know, it's like, what do you, what do you want is the biggest question, you know, and how can you create happiness no matter what the external circumstance? And I think that's the huge question, right? If the, if, if the world is shitting on you, what do you do to find joy, pleasure, contentment, happiness in that situation? And, you know, I had COVID a couple of weeks ago. And a friend of mine said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You've got to miss, you know, you got to cancel all your clients. And, and I said, well, I've got all this time to get my taxes done now. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, good for you for finding the joy in this or whatever she said. But it was like, I, here's the, I can't change it. I can't go in the office and see clients. I got COVID. I can see my Zoom people. So that was great. But it's like, I didn't feel bad. I just happened to have the thing, right? So I found a way to make that into a couple productive days to do stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. It's like, what is the, what is the, you know, silver lining in this, in this issue? And I think so often we want to just wallow in that crapness, right? And I have a friend who, you know, the job is wrong and she's single. She doesn't have enough money and her apartment is terrible and everything's bad all the time. And she's miserable. And I, at one point kind of called her on it. And I said, you know, you're waiting for happiness with all these external things. Like, you know, all you're doing is complaining about this external world. What about internal? And she goes, you don't understand. My roommate sucks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I don't understand, you know, and we've all been there. I, you know, I, I teach this stuff and I still have moments where, you know, I had ants in the kitchen this morning and it's like, motherfuck, you know, it's like. Why, why today of all days now I'm going to be late. Well, and I think, you know, you're talking there, it brings up kind of, you know, two things, because obviously, you know, as you're listening to this, we want you to, to, to get ideas to, to get some information so you can start doing things different. So if you find yourself in that situation, you can get yourself out, right? You know, if you don't have a friend like Kathy, who's going to call you out on your shit, you got to call yourself out on your shit and you got to get out, right? Or you're going to just sit there and wallow. Yeah. And I think what's, you know, what's interesting is, is again, there's always a silver lining if you're looking for it. Right. So, so that's one thing that you can do is, you know, like Kathy said, oh my gosh, I got sick again with the big old C and, and that really sucks, but now I have time to do my taxes. Right. Because again, there's always going to be a silver lining. So start asking yourself some questions, try to see yep what some of the silver lining might be, right? You know, the other thing is is kind of your your perception around yes. the things that, that that are here, right? You know, again, I mean, the example that you gave, my my apartment, you know, sucks, my my roommate's a, a dick, you know, blah, 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 whatever, right? Well, you're not really grateful at that point either, right? So so, you know, being more grateful for some of the stuff starts to take some of that away as well, right? Yep. Yeah. You know what? Your 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 apartment might not be exactly what you want, but you got a roof over your head. Right. A lot of people are homeless, right? Especially this post-COVID. There are a lot more homeless people, right? Yeah. I mean, you can see it here in LA. Um 
hey, at least if you have an apartment, right? It might not be the apartment that you want, but at least you got an apartment, right? You yeah. got a place to sleep. You know, it might not be the food that you want to eat, but at least you've got food, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you probably got clean drinking water, right? A billion people in the world don't have clean drinking water or have to walk yeah. a mile to go get it, right? Yeah. So, right. you know, if you can even stop just for a few minutes as you're, as you're bitching and moaning and start to realize or remember all the little things that you do have to be grateful for, that's going to move your attention away from the woe is me pity party. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's about reframing. I mean, totally. It's about reframing. reframing. And, yeah. and I, I completely agree with you. And when I was having this conversation with a friend about, you know, the apartment sucks and she doesn't have a job and blah, 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 just on and on and on about this negative stuff. As we were leaving the restaurant we were at, there was um, a caregiver <clears throat> and a, uh, a younger man in one of those like you have to live in it wheelchair kind of things and he was complete paraplegic completely slumped over couldn't look up couldn't move anything and i'm <laughs> and i was thinking boy i bet he wishes he had your shitty life mm -hmm. you know and it's like i don't know this guy's reality maybe he is the most joy-filled person in the world but to just look at him and make that assessment of oh my god he cannot get out of that chair I bet he wishes he had your shitty life, you know? And so what I've recommended to people is start a gratitude journal, just get a blank book, get a notebook, get, you know, something and have one big session where you sit down, you write down everything you're grateful for. I have limbs that work. I have feet that walk. I have, you know, drinking water. I have heat. I have light. I have you know, medication, if I need it, I have tea, I've got wine, I've got a great partner, whatever it is, write it all in this book. And as you think of more, add to it. And then on a day where you're like, everything sucks and this is stupid, pick up the book and look back at the things that you are grateful for. Look back at those things that we forget when we are overtaken by that negative monster and everything seems like crap. You know, do bad things happen? Absolutely. Not to diminish anybody's suffering, and how much of that suffering is self-imposed because of what's happening up here, right? Pain is, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Yep. I think it was Thich Nhat Hanh that said that. I don't remember. Dalai Lama. But it's like we create our reality with our thoughts. So that you can always change. Well, and I think that's a great idea to have that gratitude journal because if you're at those times when you're having a really hard time, yep. sometimes it's hard to kick yourself in the ass, right? But oh, if yeah. you if, if you have something that's already there, that then all you have to do is read instead of trying to think about it. And like you said, I mean, if I'm sure if you sat down and you read that for a minute or two, just take a minute or two and read that, you're going to totally shift where you're at, right? And I, and yep. I think another, another kind of reframe too, that's kind of similar, but maybe a little bit different is how we talked about, you know, there's always going to be a silver lining. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that there's, there's duality and polarity in life, right? In order to create something new, you have to destroy or get rid of something else, right? And I think, you know, I know for me, especially, that has sometimes been hard, because a lot of times these things that we consider to be challenges or hard is part of that destruction process, yep. right? And, and so you can think of it, you know, maybe in, in two little analogies for you, right? If I, if I want to remodel my house, 
<laughs> if I want to add a new room to it, if I want to put in new kitchen cabinets, right? I have to go in and actually tear apart and destroy a part of my house. Now, in the short term, it's going to kind of suck because if you've ever yeah. lived in a house that's being remodeled, you got dust everywhere, you got workers okay. coming in, you got noise going on. I mean, our neighbors were redoing their their back uh, their back pool and patio and everything, and so for six six fucking months, I was hearing jackhammers and everything else. Now. I, don't I remember get, that because we were trying to record and you're like, and it was, can you hear that? <laughs> right. I didn't get to benefit from it, but you know, mm. they do now, but but they they had to put up with those those months, right? It's the same thing. If if your glass is full of water, you can't add any more water until you let some of the water go. Yep. Right? And so we've talked about that before too, that that sometimes we have to let go before we can get. And, and a lot of the mm -hmm. times when we think the woe is me, my life is shit, you're going through one of those rebuilding phases, right? Yeah. So if you can look at it that way and realize, you know, every time I've gone through pain and heartache and trial and suffering, I come out on the other side better. Absolutely. I always come out on the other side better. And so I just have to remind myself of that and be grateful for the opportunity to go through whatever that thing is, because I know it's also going to be short term, Yeah. right? None of these things usually last yep. for your whole life. It's all short term. Can you put up with something for a month or three months or six months, yep. knowing that at the end of six months, it's going to be better? Yeah, Yeah. I can. Because I've done it a lot in my life, right? Yes. Well, you just said so many things, it's triggered so many things in me. And of course, I forgot like six of them because, you know, I'm at that age now. Um, we sometimes forget there's possibility, hmm. right? We lose something and we don't take into account that the next thing that comes might actually be better. And I actually did a daily pause on that the other day. I have birds in my backyard, right? I feed the birds and I was walking down the pathway to our little back unit and there were so many birds. And I remembered that my first apartment in Hollywood had a back deck with this tree and I put a bird feeder up and I would sit out there and I'd listen to the tweeting and the chirping and I would got so much joy out of feeding those birds. And when I had to leave that apartment, I was devastated that I had to leave these birds, not those specific birds, but just like birds, like, yeah. and I was so sad. And the next place I moved didn't even have a balcony, didn't have any outdoor space. So I was like so bummed about these birds, never considering that the future held something better, that the future held something different, and that there was this possibility that something would be better in the future or different in the future. And now I actually have a yard with a bird bath and birds and the, the J, you know, I'm, yeah. The J sits on my hand and takes peanuts. And I never considered that as a possibility when I was younger, right? Um, so that was just one thing that popped in. The other thing is there's something called cognitive restructuring, which is a great psychological tool. I use it with my coaching clients where you look at that triggering thought and you look at the distortions that go along with it. And so often it's the black and white thinking or the always and never, um, the I should, I should have done that differently and we should all over ourselves all the time. So a tool like cognitive restructuring, and there's a great book from 
David Burns, I think it's called The Feeling Good Handbook, who goes really in depth about cognitive restructuring. And like I said, I work with that with coaching clients, psychologists use it all the time. So there's tools out there to help you start to reframe and to shift your thinking. And if you can find one little good thing out of what's happening to you, and sometimes it's tough because it does seem like crap. You know, I have a condo up in Paso Robles that almost burned to the ground. Unit fire right next to mine. And my tenant had to move out. And I thought I was going to have to pay for everything because my insurance wasn't enough. And I was faced with like probably an $80,000 bill, which I don't have. <laughs> and I wasn't getting any rent. And you know, all this stuff just sort of happened in the middle of me having COVID the first time I had it. Um, and I said to somebody, well, I'm going to have a big tax break this year. <laughs> and I'm going to get a lot of miles on my credit card because I just gave this guy five grand to start getting all the wet carpet out. So, you know, and I looked at these two positive things, tax break, got a big, you know, got miles on my credit card for paying for this. And my ex-husband goes, wow, look at you reframing that to something positive. And I said, I have to, or I'd lose my mind. (laughs) And it's like, and now end of that story, it turned out to be one of the greatest things ever of, you know, I got a brand new tenant in who's incredible. Um, the whole place has been remodeled and insurance ended up covering it. So, I mean, it's like, it ended up being a gift of this, what seemingly horrible thing happened. Right. And we can always, like you said, always look back and see the great thing that happened when you're in it, it seems like crap, but if you could just take one step back and reframe and look to the positive, it changes everything. Well, and so if we, if we take that example, right, I mean, when, when the fire happened, you know, obviously your your tenant moved out. I mean, how how long of a time frame are we talking about? It was several months. It's been six months. Six so months. that that okay. happened in August. And as we're recording this, we're mid-February. So literally my brand new my new tenant moved in on February 5th. Yep. And so for six months I didn't have rent, <laughs> which, you know, the good not the good thing that came out of that, but the lesson that came out of that was I still managed to make all of my bills, even though I wasn't getting that income from the tenant, I was still paying the property taxes, still paying the mortgage, still paying all this, you know, plus all my bills here in Santa Barbara. I managed to see that as a lesson of, oh my God, like I can do this. Like I didn't end up, you know, bankrupt living on the street. I could do this. It was tight, but I could do it. And that gave me such a great, like boost of holy shit girl like you handled this and you handled it well not to say there weren't moments of oh my god but (laughs) you know those are fleeting moments just the same way everything's a fleeting moment right and if you rely on these external sources for happiness i can guarantee you that external source is going to go away the car is going to get scratched the new guy's not going to seem as great the food's going to be eaten and shit the food you know it's 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 fleeting these moments are fleeting so you have to find that happiness in you that's the only thing that's constant well, to me, I think what was great about that example that you shared with the apartment too is, you know, you chose to reframe, to find at least one thing that was positive about it, to create that cognitive reframe, mm-hmm. right? And by doing that, you saved yourself six months of grief, right? Now, again, the whole six months wasn't like bliss, right? but, but, but you could have started going down a, a rabbit hole at that Ugh. point. And you could have been in a funk for six months, right? But finding that one thing that you could reframe gave you some hope too, right? 
Yep. And, and whether, you know, again, looking back at times when you've gotten through things like this before and things have worked out all right. Yep. Whether it's finding that one little thing to reframe it, whether it's stopping and sitting down and reading your gratitude journal or thinking of a few things that you're grateful for, any of those little things, and again, they're not hard, they don't cost you money, they only take a few minutes of your time, but by doing that, it also gives you hope, Yep. right? And if you can keep hope alive, you can get through anything, right? Yep. You can get through anything if you keep hope alive. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to do, because guess what? We're on a roller coaster of life. There's ups, there's downs, there's flats, right? And so we've just got to have hope as we're going through those downs, because guess what? The reason you have to go down is so you can go up on a roller coaster, right? Think about any big roller coasters that, you, that you've gone on. The first part of the journey is this up, 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 and then you crest. And holy shit, you go and you go fast, but you're doing that so you can make it through the rest of the ride. Yeah. I love roller coasters so much. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle again because it's just, I, he just is so inspiring to me. And he was talking about suffering. And he said, you know, I didn't have a picture, picture perfect childhood, it wasn't horrible. Other people had worse childhoods than me. He said, but there was definitely suffering there. He said, we have all met with some sort of suffering. He said, and if you're sitting out there in the audience and you're starting to get angry that I'm not acknowledging your level of suffering, that I'm not, your suffering was so bad and I'm minimizing your suffering. He's like, but we all had it. You know, he's basically trying to like get over yourself because we all can point to some sort of suffering that we had. None of us are going to escape this world without suffering. What we do with that and how we frame that in our minds um, if we get secondary gain or we get rewarded or we start to identify with that suffering and we want to stay miserable, which I think a lot of people very unconsciously want to do, that's a huge problem because talk about just making your own life miserable, you know, and you're, you're right. That's what reminded me. I could have sat here for six months and been miserable every day about what happened to my condo. Could have absolutely have done that. It felt terrible. Why would I want to do that? That's like hitting yourself with a frying pan. It's like, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. Well, then stop fucking hitting yourself. And we do this to ourselves all the time. I will give you five minutes to play woe is me and five minutes to bitch and whine about how bad your life is and then find a way to see something positive in what's happening around you. Yeah. Well, because, and again, it's it's not to, um, it's not to tell people not to feel the emotion and not to push through it. Yeah. But a lot of these things, it doesn't take months, right, to get through these things. Literally, as you get better at it, you can push through some of these emotions and have them behind you in five or 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so why keep hitting yourself with the fry pan for months when you can get through it, find a way to reframe it, find a way mm -hmm. to be grateful, find a way to look for the silver lining or see, you know, see the hope. Yep. And what is going to the possibilities that are going to come that are going to be better Yep. and, and move through, right? Yep. We're, not, we're not telling you to totally ignore it and, nope. and push it down, 
but get through it quicker and find any way that you can to have that hope. Yeah. And I know, I know I can hear it. There's somebody listening to this going, but you don't understand. <laughs> but you don't understand. I'm in pain all the time, but you don't understand. I just got diagnosed with cancer, but you don't understand. My husband left, but you don't understand. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I really do. You know, both of us, both Jason and I have suffered. You lost a brother young. I lost my mom young. We both had pain. We both had shitty moments where there was definitely suffering. I totally understand that. And there's got to be a way to reframe that. And I have a friend I know from dance class. Her Instagram handle is cancer saved my life. Mm. You know, and I have what so a many reframe. <laughs> and I have so many clients and friends who have had a serious chronic illness. And it was the biggest gift for them. And maybe it took them years to get to that point where they could embrace that as a gift and realize cancer saved their life. You can do it too, because I see people doing it all the time. You can do it. You have the strength, a little glimmer of strength in you somewhere to make that a different thought. Yep. Yeah, because <clears throat> everyone suffers. We just go through different things, but your thing is your thing. My thing is my thing. But what we've talked about and the, the techniques or tips to get through it are true regardless of what thing you're going through. Yep. Like you said, I've, I've never had cancer, but my mom died of cancer. And I've known a lot of people who have gone through cancer. So I've experienced cancer in my life, right? Mm -hmm. I've experienced death. I've experienced divorce. I've experienced bankruptcy, financial problems, getting fired. I mean you'd be surprised, <laughs> but you know, people could throw something at me. I've either experienced it or I know someone close to me yeah. that has experienced it. So, you know, that's one where we got to call you out on your shit. And I know you might not want to hear that and you might not be at a place right now, but everybody has gone through what somebody has yeah. gone through what you're going through. And there are people who have chosen to see the positive and yep. to get out of it. There's, yep. there's going to be plenty of people as well who didn't, who let it spiral down, who got to a point where they just couldn't handle things anymore. Mm -hmm. You just have to choose which of those people do you want to be. There's examples of people who have taken both paths, Yep. but which path do you choose? That's up to you. Yeah. It's all in your brain. So reframing things, shifting your perception, starting a gratitude journal and, um, you know, finding the silver lining in these things. And it might take you a little bit. It might take some processing to figure that out, but I know you can do it. So, yay. All right, everybody go out and have a great day. <laughs> After all that, go have a great day. Yeah. Find <laughs> the silver lining. Find the silver lining. Make it, make it a great day. Yeah. It's up to you. All right. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out and we'll see you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya.